You're listening to Never Sleeps Network. Welcome, family, friends, fans, and foes. It's time once again for Never Sleeps Network's Talking Wrestling. I am your host, Casey Corbin. Thank you for joining us on today's show. We've got a great one for you. But before we get to the show, you know what we got to do. You gots to hit us up on all the social medias. You know, on the Twitter, we are at TNWPod. Give us a follow there. On the Facebook, Talking Wrestling, uh, that's it. Facebook, Talking Wrestling, that's the page. Find it. Give us a like. On the uh, Instagram, we are at Talking Wrestling Podcast. Give us a follow there, too, and give us a few likes if you like. Not to mention on the Gmail, you can send us a Gmail at TalkingWrestling at gmail.com. That would be superb if you could do that. Not only that... If you hit us up all on there, we appreciate that. We need to grow these socials to help grow the show, as you know. But don't uh, don't stop there. If you are on the old iTunes, that's where you're getting us from the iTunes. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe on the uh, iTunes. If you could do that, that would be superb. We've got uh, two recently new reviews. Uh, the first one is uh, five star. Thank you. By Wes Bloodsprayer from the USA, July 6, 2018. He says, I got very familiar with Casey Corbin during his multiple episode stops on We Watch Wrestling. Cut to Casey starts his own show, and here we are. Consider me a fan till the end. Thank you. Um, This show has evolved and adapted into something special that all wrestling and comedy fans can enjoy. Happy anniversary, and here's to many more. Uh, That is, and it's titled Casey's a Saint. Uh, Thank you very kindly. Wes, get a hold of us uh, on the Twitter or via the email, and we will get you a postcard of an 80s wrestler of your liking. Uh, We got another one uh, from Wade29 from Canada. Old school, five stars. Big fan of old school. One of the best refs in Ontario. Such a nice guy. Always a pleasure to talk to him, to talk with him. So, um, you know what, Wade twenty Wade O twenty nine. Um, get a hold of us at uh, talkingwrestling at gmail dot com, and we will uh, get your address uh, uh, from you, and uh, we'll get you a nineteen eighties wrestling vintage postcard uh, sent out to you, thanking you um, for sending us the a five-star review and rating it's just that easy people it's just that easy a simple simple review a simple five stars a postcard for you and the show grows a little bit more thank you very kindly thank you so much oh my jeepers we are in the we're in year two can you believe it we are in year two our first year anniversary was last week with vince averill oh what a guy what a show what a time but now, here we are, going in a year or two, and uh, I'm hoping to, uh, to bring you bigger guests, I'm hoping to bring you better interviews, I'm hoping to outdo uh, what we did on the first year of the show, which, um, well, I'm going to be honest, I went above what I thought we could do on the show. So hopefully, 
we will make this show better this second year and we'll make some steps. Uh, eventually, I'm going to let you know, I want to do some live shows. I would love to be able to do live shows where I get a wrestler in and do a live podcast taping with a wrestler in front of a live wrestling fan audience. I would love to do something like that. That's in the works, hopefully, for year two. Maybe also get a Patreon going. That is also an idea that we're floating around. Um, But we're trying to think of what we can do. You know, maybe uh, commentary during old wrestling matches or, or commentary during new wrestling matches or I don't know. We're just trying to figure out what we can do to um, give you guys extra if we did do a Patreon. What would you guys want? What would make you guys throw in a few dollars to help out the show? What do you think? Let us know. Hit us up. Talking Wrestling Gmail. I'd love to hear your responses to this because uh, this is our show and uh, we want to make it the best show possible. So uh, with that said, wow, it's a good time. Summer's here. So much wrestling going on. So much wrestling in Ottawa. Smash, Super Cricket, Destiny, uh, Barry Wrestling, you know, uh, in Ottawa, C4 wrestling is exploding. <laughs> Get it? C4? Explosive. Um, not only that, uh, there's just so much going on, and it's great. And uh, the indies are thriving. The indies are well. And um, in Canada, um, the indies are doing fantastic. And today on the show, we have got one of the greatest uh, Canadian indie wrestlers of all time, Canadian champion time and time again. He wrestles in pretty much every promotion in Ontario that I know of and uh, always a treat to watch. Uh, he's, uh, he's been in the WWE a few times. He's been all over the place, 20-year career, and uh, just an absolute pro. On the show today, Tyson Dukes will be on the show. We're going to go to that interview. Uh, well, why don't we just go to it right now? So, uh, Casey, you've got Tyson. Why don't you uh, Why don't you take it off, take things over from here? So, uh, hey, thanks for enjoying the show. Thanks for the great first year. Uh, thanks for clicking in on this show. And uh, enjoy this interview uh, with Tyson Dukes. Casey, take it away. All right, so we're here now with uh, Canadian indie superstar uh, Tyson Dukes. Ty- uh, Tyson, thank you for joining us here on Talking Wrestling. Welcome to the show. Well, thank you very much for having me, man. It's a real honor to be a part of this show today. Awesome. Uh, you know, it's very funny. Um, as I started now, I've seen you wrestle over the years. I've seen you wrestle with um, with Super Kicked in Toronto. I've seen you wrestle in Smash. I guess I was there for uh, the What Culture tapings last summer where you had the great match with Kyle O'Reilly. So I've, I'm familiar with your work here in uh, Toronto since uh, I started going out to indie shows. But as I researched you for this interview, I noticed you're from one of my favorite towns in, in all of Canada, Miramichi. That's fantastic. I was so excited to, just to learn that. See, this blows, this blows my mind. Before we go any further, this blows my mind that even you would know what Miramichi was and how to even pronounce the word Miramichi. So, oh. hats off to my friend. Well, I got to tell you, I'm a professional comedian. I've been touring the country for 20 years, and I've done shows there. And uh, not only that, one of my best friends is from there. And uh, I went to her wedding uh, years ago, and it was the best wedding I've ever been to in my life. It was at the Rod. It was fantastic. So when I learned that you were from the Chi, I said, I, I texted her, because she lives in Santa Monica now, and her and 
her husband, who are both from there. And I said, uh, do you know Tyler from, uh, from, do you know, and I said your last name. And I said, do you know Tyler from, and she's like, oh my God, yeah. She's like, when we were younger, he always pretended he was a wrestler. And I heard a couple of years ago that he was actually wrestling. And I said, uh, I said, yeah, well, he's on my show this week. And she was like, get the fuck out. She could. And uh, so anyways, my friend Tasha Robel, who said she rode the bus with you for 12 years. She said you're from the back road in Holcomb because there's a front road as well. So it's not the back roads. But she said to say hello. And she lives in uh, Santa Monica, Tasha Robel. I don't know if you remember her, but she definitely remembers you. Yeah. That's crazy. Yes, I do. No, no I remember. So that's kind of crazy. It's a small world. It's a small world. Yeah, yeah it's totally funny. So enough about that. Let's uh, talk some wrestling. You've done so much in 20 years. You're 20 years in. Is is there still things that you want to accomplish? Is there still things that you want to do? Where do you want to go Like in the next 10 years, let's say? Uh, my life of wrestling has been, like you said, I've been at this now half my life. So it's now... Uh, more than just me trying to accomplish goals. It's just what I am. It's what I do. It's uh, how I live. It's the way I, I will always be from this point on is I am a professional wrestler. Uh, as far as goals go, I guess it's just to stay healthy and stay relevant and do well with everybody uh, out on this uh, independent circuit or even a bigger, uh, bigger time kind of deal. I've never ever signed a contract. Well, I, I had an impact contract years ago and uh, it was close to many, many contracts. I wouldn't mind for uh, a small time uh, contract, but nowadays wrestling is so great is you don't really need one. You can be a freelance guy through your whole career and you're fine. Mm-hmm. Is that being said, you know, like if there's, there's different ways to look at it. I just, I'm just happy to be a part of it. I'm still happy that I'm uh, a force to be both reckoned and respect in this business. So I feel as though <laughs> it's just one day at a time. That's all I do. My goal is just stay in shape and keep doing it. That's fantastic. That's a that's a great answer. You know, because you know you're, you're you know you're 40 years old now. So it's like I'm 45, and uh, my my knees barely lasted through a Foo Fighter concert last night, a three hour Foo Fighter concert. So I can't imagine how you're still able to do it in the ring, and uh, you know. But I guess that's most of your career. Have you kept, have you been able to keep fairly healthy? Have you had many injuries throughout your career so far? I've had ma- some major injuries now over the course of 20. Which, but by the grace of God, I've not been it's so uh, so banged up that I couldn't perform, or haven't. Uh, I've only had to stop for a short amount of time with an ACL tear, and maybe there was one concussion that I should have taken some time off, but I didn't. I worked through it. I dislocated my kneecap, and I kept working through that for weeks, and uh, it just healed on its own. Um, I think it mostly it's, it's a mental thing. It's a mental state. Like you can, I can say that I'm broken down and be broken down and not perform, or I can get up every morning and just shake off the rust, uh, every morning and just perform at the level that I do. I think when it comes to this point, it's just how you focus your energy and your mental state is a big part of that energy. And I always want to stay as positive and as, as hungry as I can with this stuff to be diligent with working out with diligent with eating well and trying to take care of my body well enough that I can continue 
the same amount of success in ring as I do now. Awesome. Well, that that makes total that makes total sense. I saw the torn ACL. I watched the match. Uh, actually, I watched it yesterday from Velocity, and uh, even though it was a short match, I, I can't believe that you were able to you know go through with the rest of that match. They looked uh, you know right away. You could tell that knee was not. You know, you could barely stand on it. So, kudos to finishing the match. Was I guess the match wasn't supposed to go much longer than it, what it did. Yeah, that uh, that was a real scary time because uh, it's funny when you get injured. It's one of those things uh, in the back of your head. If you're injured and you're banged up, and you think about like, oh no, like I separated my shoulders a couple of times, and so when you separate your shoulder the first time, you think it's the end of the world. You think it's the end of your career. But as soon as you heal from that and then it happens again, it's one of those things in your head. You're like, well, I've done this before and I've done this way worse than the last time. So I'm fine. And you just continue to continue to work. You continue to do your thing. That was the first time, though, like that I've had a major injury. 2004 was my first career almost threatening injury being an ACL tear. And uh, it's one of those things. It was scary. Thinking on it now, uh, I was so worried about not having stability and my knee making me collapse all the time that I just wanted to get through it. But now in hindsight, knowing that I couldn't have done any more damage as it was, that was my fear at the time. I should have just kept on going, really. In my, the way my brain works now is if it, it's like, God forbid it happens again, not going to look, it never happens. Yeah. But if it ever did... I would know well enough that, oh, okay, I blew up my knee. All right, well, then I will finish this matchup as strong and as good as possible because I know from this point on I'm not going to be working for a while. So that's it's, – but if, when you're, you're new and it's, it's hindsight, right, it's always perfect vision when you think back on stuff. Oh, yeah. And that's, that's, that's just how it is. So, I, you know what, it is what it is. I'm, I'm glad that I did to continue and I'm glad that I got to be able to um, finish that match out we didn't get to everything we were supposed to do but I did get the mission accomplished and that was to make Mark Jindrak look like a monster and I think I accomplished that quite well yeah and you also got some sweet dance moves in at the start so that was pretty good too well that is what made my WWE career start that was what launched me into what I was because when you're a skinny little guy and you're still in the realm of the 2000s where it's the era of giants yeah you gotta come with something when you're only 5'8 and weigh 200 or 175 pounds well yeah you and got, that was yeah. that's my end yeah you have to do something like something to, st- to stand apart from the other guys that are in the same position exactly. as you and uh you know, if there's anybody in today's wrestling that was capitalized off that, it was it's James Ellsworth. You know, there's you a guy where you, who just got to cut a promo, and that was good enough to get him signed. So, you know, it's uh, make the best of your moment, I guess, when you have it, correct? Without a doubt, James Ellsworth is the man right now. Uh, if guys are uh, chirping on him because he's, like, not built and stuff like that, they're only because they're jealous. Because the man... Uh, has done something fantastic. He is making a living off of something that a lot of people would think was a negative in his life. And, that, and like, how brilliant is that? The man has a very weak little chin. He's not <laughs> built very well. He's not a real handsome guy. But he makes it work. And that's, that's the beauty of pro wrestling. You don't have to be 
seven foot tall and super handsome and chiseled to make money at this business and good on them and and heels aren't they're not supposed to be good looking unless they're going to be super arrogant you know they're not supposed to have the best bodies he is perfect for a heel and i just love the idea like why can't a woman like when hunter had china as a as a heater it went the total opposite of everything else now carmilla has james ellsworth as her heater that's going the total opposite of anything that uh, women wrestlers have ever done before and i think it's fantastic so when people get upset about it i just think you know yeah whatever i like it i enjoy it i think he's doing great work absolutely brilliant he's absolutely brilliant now when you started wrestling uh did you start down east i know there's a rich tradition of wrestling that comes out of new brunswick that filters through um the rest of the maritimes and i know a lot of guys start down there or did you move to ontario and start later in ontario well where i got my start is i did ask now this is way way back uh, the only time when I started, when I was 18, I searched for someone to train me. And the guy that I was going to get to train me was Stephen Pettipaw. I knew people that knew Stephen Pettipaw from out east, and uh, I got a hold of his number, and then I gave him a call, but I never got a reply. I, I left a message, never heard tell this dude again. So when I, uh, when I didn't hear from Stephen, I just packed all my stuff up, and decided, well, it's make or break. I'm going to move to Ontario because Ontario was the uh, the the only place that I could get trained. There's mm-hmm. no there's no actual functional schools in New Brunswick at the time, or out east at all. There was um, there was one. No, you know what? Even in Quebec, Quebec was shut down as well. There was I know Jacques and Joe run one, but it was like this is over 20 years ago. Yeah. So Jacques wasn't even running at the time. Uh, the school had was not functional so i had to make my way all the way to ontario i was going to go to stampede i was going to go to stampede and work at the dungeon yeah but with the the price of tickets to get out there and stuff like that i decided uh, i found this place called heart brothers school of wrestling which they said they were affiliated with the dungeon (laughs) so that's where i ended up going was to cambridge ontario to get my learning Oh, that's great. Um, I, and I was quite worried, actually, because you live in Windsor now. And uh, I had Spenny on a few weeks ago from Kenny versus Spenny, which you trained him uh, for his wrestling yeah. match. And uh, you're super young in that uh, in the videos. And uh, it's uh, it was kind of funny because we started talking about how he was saying like two of the, his favorite wrestlers of all time was the original Sheik and Abdullah the Butcher. And they were also two yeah. of the most sadistic wrestlers of all time and the two most craziest wrestlers of all time and I said and yet they had one thing in common and he said what was that and I was like the Detroit River do you think the water of the Detroit River made them both mad and (laughs) (laughs) you know so I'm just I'm worried about you living uh, living down in Windsor to be honest (laughs) that you're going to go mad and become super violent you know being like in Windsor is one of those deals where um, like yeah you are definitely a border town and like Border towns are totally different from normal towns. I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is being on the other side of the pond from the States, but it's weird. You got a weird kind of attitude when you live that close. But now uh, we have moved. Ever since then, we moved to London. So I'm a little bit closer to Toronto than I was before. Yeah, and London's a great town, too. I enjoy London. Oh, can't complain. I cannot complain. I finally found my home. Well, I do have a home now, so it's kind of a nice little little spot 
me tell you. Now, recently, um, Kevin Owens, someone asked him uh, if there's one wrestler that's on the Indies right now who should be with the WWE. Uh, who would have like who who do you think it should be? His without hesitation, he said Tyson Dukes. You guys have had many matches uh, in the past. Uh, I know uh, with Smash and other circuits, I may, maybe C four as well. I would imagine. What are your thoughts on Kevin Owens and uh, or Kevin Steen for that matter? Uh, Kevin Owens is my favorite wrestler of all time. He's pretty uh, no, fantastic. Kevin is like well, probably one of my favorites, uh, without a doubt, on the current product right now, is my favorite. Uh, he was one of my favorite guys to wrestle on the independent circuit. We've had tons and tons of matches. Uh, just a, like I, the most real, real guy there is, the most genuine and most real human being you'll ever meet. You'll never hear me say anything bad about Kevin Owens because he is like possibly one of my favorite human beings. And uh, it's always like I, I try to keep as much contact with Kev as I can. You know, he's super busy. Yeah. But he's just one of those dudes that you just, you can't help but just love that guy. Yeah, I absolutely love him. I'm a heavier guy. So when I see, you know, someone that's uh, not the traditional, I, I I, I, you shouldn't even say not the traditional wrestling norm for a body because when I grew up, there were all sorts of shapes and sizes for wrestlers. And, you know, and it seemed at one point, it just seemed like everybody all of a sudden is always muscular and there was no more Bam Bam Bigelow's or no more Jerry Blackwell's or no more, you know, athletic big men that can do the job. But Kevin Owens really stands out. He is just such a brilliant wrestler. And uh, he's always a treat to watch. So uh, that's very cool. He said that about you. How do you find, like, how, when you did the cruiserweight uh, uh, tournament, how was your dealings with um, with the WWE at that point, and how did you like that entire experience? That experience was probably the, one of the best, like, a highlight of my career because uh, by that point I'd been injured, and then I was, I, like, I hadn't had contact with WWE in a long, long time. It's almost like I was a forgotten kid where they just, like, ah, forget that guy because I couldn't get on dark matches. I was never I was never on anything. Uh, Joey Mercury got me because he was working with the company for the time. So he got me on. Uh, he got me on. Now, uh, Hello. Now you got my dad. <laughs> Hold on, man. No Hold problem. On, Hi. Hello. Hi, Ethan. Yeah. Okay. Are you gonna go see Ethan? You want to go grab Ethan's phone? <laughs> hey, where's Ethan's phone? Let that dad have his phone. Okay, football. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. That's all right. That's all right. I don't mind a run in. He's uh, yeah, he's the boss in charge around here. He's always boss. Hi, Holy smokes. Hey, hi, <laughs> For those of you at home, we're being invaded by the kid WO right now. All right, you might hear some tears here in a second. I'm going to get this phone. So. <laughs> just know that it was just me grabbing, grabbing a phone, not meeting a child. <laughs> okay, that's a, hi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Said hi. Hi. Bye. Bye. <laughs> oh, it's so bad. Ethan, <laughs> you're in charge. Okay. Oh, that's funny. 
You're all talking of guy. Anyway, I'm sorry about that. What what was it? That's all right. We were you? we were talking. I just said um, I said uh, they when the oh, w- yeah cruiserweight. we're talking with the cruiserweights and your experience yeah. with the cruiserweights and the WWE. Yeah, the cruiserweight uh, thing was uh, like is one of those deals that I, I I had been with the company for a long long time and I had worked there for a long time and I've seen a lot. I've been a part of stuff and it was. Uh, they, it's almost like I was forgotten about for quite a while. And I thought my, my window was closed. So it was kind of like a redemption thing to be a part of the Cruiserweight Classic. Uh, I got the chance to perform with WWE. I uh, got to be paid by WWE. I got to enjoy um, everything about it. Because that Cruiserweight thing, they treated us like superstars. From the moment we got off the airplane, they, like, they treated you so well. Yeah. And their, their idea for it was brilliant. And, like, uh, Triple H had us in there, like, um, doing our online, like, where we were on that Facebook time, where we were doing our weigh-in, mm-hmm. where it had to be legit. We had to all be under 205. Nobody can be over 205. If there was um, substitutes waiting and just chomping at the bit to get our spot. And oh. they were all under 205. A lot of people don't know that. That's like crazy. The guy, uh, the guy from Peru was a big, big dude. He, he was he did a couple of tours of Noah. I forget his name, but that dude actually had to cut water two days before, and he didn't eat anything for two days just to make weight. It was legit. It was legit. He had to get under 205. Wow, that's crazy. That was brilliant. It was brilliant. It really made guys really uh, aware that this was a legit tournament with a legit weight and all the guys came in under which uh fabian eichner the german guy mm-hmm. for him to be under 205 and being the size he was was quite impressive it was quite impressive yeah and not only that it was a fantastic tournament i wasn't i wasn't happy with the brackets because uh your first round match, I was like, oh, cheapers, you got to go up against Zack Sabre Jr. That's going to be a, a real tough match because I, I think he was one of the favorites to win the whole tournament. And he's just so, ah, he's, when I watch him wrestle, he's it's just, he's so lanky. And <laughs> like, he, I don't even know if he needs to try to be a heel, but he's good looking and he's lanky and, and he has a great style. And, you know, uh, I watch him wrestle and it's so frustrating as a fan because you'll put him in a move and he'll just step out of it or just slide out of it or just stretch his way out of it. He's like a, a rubber man or something like that. And uh, hey, it's such a great gimmick. And uh, the one thing I have to say about, with Zach is is the only thing that I wished for in that tournament, but it was it would be impossible to do right because it was on TV, yeah. like or on the network. The one thing with Zach that I had wished for was more time. Zach needs time with his matches because he works a lot with working holds and doing a lot of grinding. Yes, uh, and that just that kind of stuff takes more time than just giving a guy a body slam or an elbow drop. So that's the one thing that that bothers me about that one. I wish, I wish that Zach had, uh, and me had more, more time to really accomplish, uh, a little bit more, you know, to educate them a little bit more in that way. And when you had a chance to wrestle him later on, when smash would, uh, face progress, I believe, uh, was that match longer than the, uh, the 15 minute, uh, cruiserweight match? Yeah, it was about 20 minutes. We had went about 20 in that one. So we had lots of time. So, 
20, 20 minutes, like 18 minutes to 20 minutes is kind of what you need. That would be perfect. Whereas we filled everything in an under 12 with uh, the CWC one. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed that tournament, and I hope they do a, I hope they do a second, uh, a second uh, tournament. Now you, you pretty much wrestle. Do you just wrestle now? Do you just pr- pretty much stick to Ontario? Because uh, there's so many wrestling promotions in Ontario that I know you wrestle with, or do you wrestle with other promotions as well elsewhere in Canada and in the states? Uh, I work primarily in Canada now. I don't really venture very often across into the states. But just because uh, border issues, I don't have any border issues anymore. I did when I was supposed to be pulled back for another round of cruiserweight. But that being like, that's just what it was. I just had border issues, so I couldn't make it across the second time. But the, I usually try to stick to my own country, which there's enough work here in Canada. And it's probably one of the best places to work. I know it doesn't get the amount of praise that it should. It doesn't get enough of the the accolades or the amount of media attention, but like uh, Canadian wrestling is like very, very good and very, very competitive. So I stick to a lot of this because it keeps me busy enough. Like I work every weekend with a different company, uh, either Toronto based or like Ontario based, like mm-hmm. we're talking about or Quebec based or East coast based. I'm not like now that I've never gone out West further than Manitoba. Yeah. But, yeah, because uh, over here on this side, I'm from central to east is enough work, and, th- and I feel comfortable. That's great. And, you know, and uh, you talk about, you know, wrestling in Canada. I guess it's uh, it's a lot more comfortable, too, if, if you end up getting hurt up here. You know, it's not going to cost you an arm and a leg uh, as if you were to get hurt in the States while you're wrestling. You know, uh, well, with the health care, I think, up here would be a little easier. Well, even, the, even still, like, uh, I've always gotten home. Uh, before, like I, I, I've busted my head and I've been able to get home, or I've blown out my knee in Grand Rapids, Michigan, for WWE, and was able to get back to Canada before seeking medical attention. So it's never really. I'm pretty stubborn that way. I'm like in this business to make money, not lose money. Yeah, I've always been able to make it home before I got myself patched up. Which is a good thing. It says um, you were you were trained. Is it true that you were trained by Terry Taylor and Scott Demore uh, as well? Yeah, uh, most of my uh, my tutelage comes from. There's two guys. So uh, Ron Davies uh, showed me how to chain wrestle. Ron Davies is an, uh, an older gentleman that makes wrestling boots now out of Cambridge, Ontario. Uh, he's tremendous, tremendous at the day. Like back in the day, it's just good old fashioned. Uh, Smash Mouth style chain wrestling, and he was great for it. Like that's where I, I got my beginning start, and it's what made me who I am. And from him, I got more of an uh, like an evolved style from Joey Legend. Yeah, Joey Hitchin was the one that really gave me my uh, my work rate in the ways of moves and how to bump and how to sell. He was, he was uh, phenomenal in that department. And then when I moved to Windsor. I worked side-by-side with Scott Moore, first as uh, an assistant, like a a part-time assistant, and then I moved into a head coach-type role for his school in uh, Windsor, in Can-Am Wrestling School. Mm -hmm. And so uh, I put Terry Taylor on my list because my eyes were open to how wrestling really works and how it's not just about moves, it's about moments and it's about psychology and emotion and stuff like that it's not about uh how much stuff you can do it's 
when to put it in there and what to do and what not to do. And Terry and I worked for a full year at Border City Wrestling. He was he was the bad guy. I was the dancing good guy. And we had a string of matches for a full year. And that's where I got, I like, uh, moves can only take you so far. It's only 20% of what you do in this business. It was the other 80% was Scott and Terry that really drove that stuff home. That's why they always get the credit. They get a lot of credit for that. Well, that's 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 fantastic. Um, now, with with that said, uh, and Scott now joining Impact uh, as a co executive vice president, is there any way with the with the way that uh, they're starting to do more shows up in Canada and more tapings? Is there any way that we might see you show up at Slammiversary or at Impact down the line? Well, I I did do Bound for Glory uh, for them. Last what was it? Last September? Or last October? No, it was November. It was November. My boy just turned one. <laughs> so it was in November that I worked for uh, Impact Then, and I've also been on an episode of Twitch for Impact Wrestling against Braxton Sutter. Uh, it's just like when uh, like no one's under contract. The idea is they're trying to save money, trying to make money. Um, so in that regard, I'm always I'm just. I'm ready. I'm a freelance guy. I'm always w- willing and ready to go. So whenever they call, give me the call, what should do? Like I'm always, always keeping ready. And uh, you never know when that phone's going to ring. And then if they're going to need somebody to be there, I'm there. That's super. I would love to. I will be at Slammiversary, and I will. I would love to see you come out at Slammiversary. I'll just say that right now. Uh, with you know, because uh, in Toronto, you know, you're gonna you get a huge pop. And it would look great. And, uh, you know, so whether it happens or not, um, you know, that may be. But uh, I'm just saying if it did, I know I'd be very happy. And, uh, you know, because I know that's a, you know, I'm looking forward to the, the anniversary, and they have their tapings as well. And they're doing it at the Rebel Nightclub, which is a good bar. I go to a lot of concerts there. So it's a, it's a good venue. And I'm very happy that they're starting to tape more up in Canada. And hopefully they can, you know turn it around and uh and make it great again now you have uh, a lot of shows coming up um i'm actually coming back to toronto this week and i'm going to see i'm going to the um the smash show this weekend uh which is uh, on sunday i believe on the 15th uh there's yep, a show who do you yep. wrestle who do you wrestle uh this sunday uh, at smash this sunday at smash in uh at the phoenix theater we are taking on um Malice. So Malice is a group with the Super Smash Brothers being player Uno, or Evil Uno as it's called now, and Stu Grayson with Vanessa Craven. Mm-hmm. The three of them will be facing me, Brent Banks, and Terry. There, that's a that's, that's a great team. Uh, I that saw great team. I saw uh, the last match I saw Tarek in uh, was at Super Kicked I think last month, and he wrestled himself. It was uh, ridiculous, but at the same time, uh, he gave himself an entertaining match, and uh, I enjoyed it quite a bit. And then, and then, as far as Brent Banks goes, I think he might be my favorite guy in Toronto as far as guys go. He's just uh, he's just so much fun to watch. And so that's a that's a great team that you got going on there, and that'll be a great match. But speaking of great tag teams, as I was doing my research for his, uh, interviewing you uh, for this interview, um, I came across a Sunday Night Heat where you were tagging up with Bobby Roode. 
in a tag team match. And it's so funny to see a, a, such a young Bobby Roode with a very young Tyson Dukes uh, against, I can't even remember, oh, Lee remembered uh, against La Resistance. So, you know, there's a couple, it's three out of four guys in the ring are Canadian. So it was kind of cool to watch that match. Just seeing you and Bobby Roode together, it's like, that's something I still want to see today. Listen, that was a glorious tag team back then, as it would be now. Hey, yeah, exactly. And I, you know, I, to be honest, I I kind of like to see you two reunite as a tag team more than Beer Money, because the potential could be could be sweet, could be very sweet. You have an also you have a show coming up with Super Kicked, I believe, in a couple weeks still. And uh, who are you wrestling on that card? Super Kicked. Uh, I'm 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 in a bit of a. A feud right now with their one of their young students that has made his way. He's doing very, very well by the name of Solo Ali. Mm-hmm. And me and Solo next Friday will be tearing it up for the third time. And it's going to be a good one. Let's, I'm really, really, I see a lot of potential in Solo, so I can't wait to see how he does. Yeah. And you're currently, uh, the are you the Barry wrestling champion as well right now? No, I have lost that to the, the king of the north, Carter Mason. I will be getting that back. Don't you worry. That's coming back. Oh, that's, that's, uh, that's, uh, I was worried there for a second that, uh, that, that's terrible. Uh, I'm like, yeah, you know, so these are, these are example of three, uh, three great promotions that you, that, uh, you work with and C4. When was the last time you were up here in uh, Ottawa or the Vanya area? I was at uh, C4 last weekend. So last Friday and we, me and Braxton Sutter did it again. We tore it up in a great, like we had a crazy match. And then like, there's nothing crazy, uh, in the ways of chairs or, uh, dives, but it was so solid. It was one of those, everything is meshing well kind of moments. Yeah. And we tore it up, man. We tore it up just using basics. And this crowd is everywhere I go now. I've noticed that wrestling is in a completely new direction and the direction is is people want to believe in wrestling again. They don't want to see all the craziness as they've been seeing lately and how the sport has kind of changed a bit. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people are looking for a return of like old school type wrestling stuff. And me and Braxton did that, just that. We just tore it up, hard, hard tackles, hard forearms and chops, and we made that thing, we made it work. We did really... Something a little bit different than the rest of the crowd, the card was doing, and it was awesome. So I'm really, uh, I was really happy with the way it turned out. Yeah, I just saw Brandon wrestle um, Tommy Dreamer at the House of Hardcore show, but he went by a different name, I think, because he was on House of Hardcore. Pepper Clark, he's back to being Pepper Clark. That's it. Yes, and yeah. uh, and he had a great match against Tommy Dreamer, and and it was a hardcore match, but not overly hardcore. Uh, I think, you know. Uh, House of Hardcore compared to Super Kicked was not as hardcore as I thought it would be, but I find Super Kicked is more hardcore than uh, most of the other most of the other wrestling in Toronto. I find Super Kicked is more hardcore than any of those guys than the other ones. But uh, you know, I just uh, yeah, I think it's great that you're able to spread yourself out amongst so many of the different independent companies because you know technically, like if this was comedy. Uh, which which it isn't, but in comedy, uh, we're not allowed to compete for. We're, we're independent contractors, but yet we're not allowed to compete for other competitors. Like comedy clubs get mad 
if you play you know there's two there's absolute and there's yuck yucks in toronto and i play absolute but if i try to book myself in a yuck yucks well then that's just absolute's going to get upset and it's great to see that you don't have that um animosity or that i don't know i just i just think that maybe wrestling isn't that small-minded uh, or is it just or is it or is it just that you're at a level where you can do pretty much whatever Tyson Dukes wants because of the quality of performances and matches that people know you put on? Uh, I, I run a different kind of, I think I run on a different kind of level uh, with a lot of these shows because I know all these guys because I've grown up helping these guys. These mm-hmm. guys were younger guys that have started like uh, the schools of Superkick and other companies out there and Barry and all these places. It is. It, it will get competitive. Um, a lot of guys are like cool as long as it's not directly uh, competition, like in their market or in their style. So there is a little bit of that. I imagine like everywhere, um, not just in comedy, but in every kind of facet. Like if there's competition, you don't really want competition uh, in that way. But I feel as though that uh, at my age and what I've done and the amount of uh, respect I get from a lot of the guys that were really young guys when they started. And I kind of helped them out along the way. They, they kind of let me, uh, I don't like to say that I push my way around or I'm a bully or whatever, but I have a little bit of freedom, uh, and a little bit of respect that goes along with it, that I'm not trying to hurt any other company. I'm not trying to, I want everybody to succeed and I want everybody to do well. That's my whole goal in life is that everybody does well so I'm, I'm eager to help everybody out. I'm happy, I'm happy that like if they want me to go in there and wrestle a really good match and then job that's like, and do the job, that's totally mm-hmm. fine with me as long as it helps your business grow. But if, if jobbing for one company hurts the other company, then we try to discuss it and we try to come up with creative ways. So I'm respectful of every platform that I use. And I think that's the difference is I respect and I try to hover in a way that I can make sure that everybody is happy at the end of the day. But that being said, like if there was a place that I was uh, most loyal to as a company, then it would be Smash. Smash is my company. It's the one that uh, has been built from the ground up using a couple of great guys and that have been their regulars since the get-go. And, yeah. like, I've continued to pour my sweat and blood in that place for over, I think it's about five years now. And I will continue to do so, because that, that is, like, I, I can work other places, but that is what where my home is. Yeah, and I think I think it's such a, a great promotion as well. Uh, just a few more questions left, and then I will let you go. Uh, so do you have a, a favorite match that you've done? Or, or our favorite opponent, or who's your favorite person to work with in your career and and wrestling now? Man, that that's such a loaded question because I have you're you're talking you're talking twenty twenty one years twenty one <laughs> years of of wrestling to just like even to bring it down to uh, a top ten is nearly impossible because there's yeah. so many great like the thing about wrestling right now is there's so many great guys out there. And there's so many young talents that are doing so well and are learning at a, a like an extremely fast rate because it's so socially driven now, right? Media driven. Uh, and there's good schools everywhere with great uh, teachers. Being Pepper Parks, being one of them, uh, Grapplers Anonymous, 
my school here in London, the one like Windsor's Can-Am, like there's lots of places to go. Uh, Super Kick, shoot, I got to say Super Kick as well. There's places all over the place that all they do is put out excellent talent. And these kids learn so much better now because they have everything at their disposal. You can get gear, you can get diets, you can get workout programs. Everything is online. It's at the touch of a finger. It's not like when I started years ago where you had a guess and second guess and like third guess yourself all the way through your whole career uh, just to find where to find stuff and how to get set up and how to eat and how to work out. Uh, it was a real task for the kids nowadays. Information is the, like power and all these kids have all the information at their fingertips. So nowadays these kids are so good. Like there's kids, uh, like uh, a lot of kids that get a lot of, a lot of buzz right now are like uh, Kevin Blackwood. Mm-hmm. Or Danny Garcia. Uh, there's a couple of my kids, um, like uh, Jim Strider or uh, the Kyle Boone. Or there's guys uh, like out of Super King, like the Sola Ali or the Mark Wheeler. These guys are so good and they're so young and they just pick it up uh, very quickly. Um, so it makes this list even more complicated because kids like that shouldn't exist. <laughs> like kids should not be that good this early on it's just the way it is they shouldn't be that good honestly they should have to uh have trials and tribulations like i did and have to uh screw up immensely numerous times before they became what they are now but like this is just the day and age of what it is so to come down uh well Braxton stutter and i are those kind of guys that will always have like, we have great matches. Me and Sebastian Suave, Carrick, Brent Banks, all awesome matches. Danny Garcia, Kevin Blackwood, I've had great matches with them. Kevin Owens is one of my favorite people in the world, not just because we're, he's, uh, like, a great human being and a close friend of mine, but he's also an excellent, an exceptionally great wrestler. And uh, the lift. Kyle O'Reilly, we were talking. You were talking about the the what culture thing. Yeah, me and Kyle O'Reilly only wrestled once. That was the only time we've ever locked horns. Is that one time? Well, I and feel privileged because that was a great match. For a guy that like for myself being, uh, I I put it all on Kyle for that one because I was so badly concussed uh, from two weeks prior that like Kyle really just kept that thing together. He was he, like just a brilliant dude. Like a great dude. Uh, I've worked with Adam Cole. Adam Cole's another one. Mm-hmm. Ty Dillinger is the most underrated, even though he's called the perfect 10, he's underrated. He's underrated because he's so brilliant. I mean, he's so good at what he does. I got standing ovations at WWE when I did dark matches with Bobby Roode. Uh, I've done matches with uh, Hidaka in Japan. Sanjay Dutt is one of my favorite humans. Me and Sanjay Dutt can uh, do a whole match on sound effects where we don't even talk. We're just doing stuff in sound effects and we can make a full match for 20 minutes and then go out there and not like miss a beat. Wow. Sanjay's that good. Michael Elgin is one of those guys that is so brilliant in his mind that he can come up, he, he comes up with matches by the hour. Like he's a factory of knowledge when it comes to putting stuff together. Cause that's all he thinks about constantly in this business. These guys like uh, just the, the handful that I mentioned, 
They're such exceptional talents and are so driven by this business and are passionate about what they do. It is impossible to have a bad match with these guys. And it's like these are all the kind of human beings that I enjoy to work. And I know, like, whoever's listening to this podcast, the worker be out there will probably say, oh, why didn't Tyson mention me? It's only because you're just lost in the sea of great talent. It's not that I didn't want to pick you. It's just that there's so many of you to pick from. So it's that's where my brain goes, you know? It's just, that's how it is. Now, I will say that uh, this weekend at Smash, uh, July 15th, a man by the name of Walter is making his Canadian uh, debut, I believe. And I will just tell you, I've seen this guy wrestle in PWG in California. And uh, if you value your chest, Tyson Dukes, you just, just, just steer clear of Walter. I'll tell you that right now. Oh, listen, I'll tell you something, Casey. I've been at this business a long, long time. And I've been chopped by the worst. I've been chopped by the best and the worst. I've been hit by the heaviest hitters in this game. And it does not matter to me whatsoever. <laughs> like, uh, I have built this chest up to take an, an insane amount of punishment. I can, I'll trade with anybody. So if there ever comes a day where Walter wants to tra- trade with Chops, I am more than happy to oblige. I love hearing that because um, when I was in California at the PWG show, there's a there's a drugstore, the CVS that you go to to get uh, bottled water and stuff like that. And uh, I was in there, and Zach Saber was in there with with Walter. They were about to wrestle. I didn't know that, but uh, I knew who Zach was. I didn't know who Walter was. Never seen him before in my life. But I let Zach Saber go in front of me at a courteous because. I'm a wrestling fan, and uh, but uh, then Walter just went in right after him, and uh, I didn't let him in. So, you know, now on the 15th when I'm there and I see you there, if I have a beef with Walter, um, I'm just going to name drop you. And uh, no, I'm joking, as if that would happen. Bro, but- <laughs> I've got you back, man. I've got you back the whole time. Don't you worry. I've got you. That's good to hear. That's all I want to hear. If there's a confrontation with Walter and I, uh, you know, I don't want him slapping my chest um now when tasha told me you used to pretend you were a wrestler back when you were a kid what wrestlers would you pretend to be who did you want to be when you were a kid uh when i was a kid uh everybody wanted to be hulk hogan ultimate warrior yeah um i always wanted to be both those guys i wanted to be for a while brutus Beefcake. yeah because i love that he put them all to sleep and cut their hair off i love that there's something so awesome about that. Um, who was the other? Uh, Ricky Steamboat has always been one of those guys. Uh, I, as I get a little bit older, see, I, that's why there's so it's so hard to pick because I love wrestling. I'm so passionate about all of it. Yeah, even like uh, I was a huge Davy. Like, you know when Davy Boy Smith came back to the Royal Rumble yes. and he had the braids, the long braids. Mm-hmm. I was a huge Davy Boy Smith fan uh, when he came back and he was eliminating people forever in the Royal Rumble. I forget what year it was, but like him with his braids, he was all super huge. Yeah, he just, like just, yeah. He just came back from his WCW brilliant. run there. Yeah. Yeah, after the WCW run. And it was absolutely brilliant. I, I uh, loved it. I loved it. Uh, there's so many guys. I was always a tag team fan. I was a huge fan, even even though they were supposed to be bad guys, but I loved the Brain Busters. Oh, I yeah. I loved how vicious they were. I love the Rockers, though. I love the their, their matches. I didn't care who won. Even as a kid, 
and I understand good versus evil, and I was always a kid that liked good guy. Uh, I just, I didn't care who won with Brain Busters and Rockers. I just loved their matches. So it's just, like, uh, it was it would always be someone different. Yeah. Every time. It's just a different dude every time. Well, that's fantastic. And uh, I'm just going to stop right there. Where can we find you on social media? If the fans that listen to the show want to find you on the Twitter or Facebook or Instagram, where, where will we find you? Well, that is very, very easy. You can find me at Tyson Dukes. Uh, that's the handle that you need. All you have to do is put the at symbol in there, T-Y-S-O-N, and Dukes is spelled D-U-X. Like my old buddy Frank Dukes. I was just gonna. Westport. I was just gonna ask you that. I was gonna go out on that. Is Frank? Are you any relation to Frank Dukes? <laughs> and, and I do believe on his Wikipedia, I, he is my uncle, according to Wikipedia. But I don't know how good Wikipedia is at telling the truth. I'll leave that one with you. <laughs> think on that one. It's yeah, it, yeah. I never thought about um, if if I'm checking out a wrestler's profile on Wikipedia, if I'm being worked or not. I never even thought about that. <laughs> something right. something to take into consideration, wrestling fans. Tyson, we exactly. so we can find you on Twitter. We'll see you uh, this Sunday at uh, at Smash Toronto, and if not, the week after July 10th at Super King, at uh, Super Kicked on the uh, the the Kingdom Hall, Grand Kingdom Hall, uh, right downtown Toronto on King Street. Uh, thank you for taking the time and calling in. I appreciate it. I love your passion for the business and 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 uh, everything you've done for the sport, and uh, you know, and just find out that you're just a a good old, you know, Maritimer makes me even love you even more. So, uh, thank you. <laughs> thank you for coming on Talking Wrestling and uh, Talking Wrestling with me, uh, Tyson. I appreciate it. Thank you, brother. Well, thank you very much for having me. All right. Have a great day, and we'll, uh, we'll see you Sunday. Take care. All right. Bye now. Never Sleeps Network. This has been a Never Sleeps Network production, executive produced by Alex Ross. For more information and content, visit NeverSleepsNetwork.com.